0: I'm Johnny Smith.
1: I'm Richard Porter.
2: And this is Smith and Sniff, a podcast where two friends talk about cars and the Sultan of Brunei's keys. <laughs> Do you know I'm still South laughing at. America! <laughs> <laughs> UK! <laughs> <laughs> Tokyo. It's just still. Wasn't there a JLS that. track? <laughs> well, wasn't there a JLS track quite recently where. When I say quite recently, actually, probably five years ago, um, yeah. where they said something like America to London to Germany to Ibiza. And you're like, whoa, whoa, hang on. Uh, not- you,
1: that does ring a bell, but was that JLS? I,
2: I don't know, Richard, I'm... <clears throat> i'm now wondering whether it wasn't
1: <laughs> i'm also i can't stop now you've made me think of from new york to la from la to, to new is, york that's,
2: oh that's from, bad it, that song
1: well they have to really manipulate the emphasis to make it all work they do from there's york another
2: to like LA, 80s LA song do do. let's take it first we take over manhattan then we take over berlin
1: that that's was the muppets really- isn't it
2: the Muppets.
1: <laughs> the, the Muppets take over. <laughs> the Muppet show. All the old Muppet shows are on Disney Plus. I discovered joking. with delight the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloody and hell, um, that's Christmas sorted. Well, yeah. So I stuck one on. I was with my daughter, and, and I stuck one on. She was less keen about it. I loved it. It was the very first episode. Oh,
2: you, forget the pilot. I mean, TV
1: has changed so much. I guess it probably was the pilot, um, but it's. It, I can't remember the guest was some dancer who I'd not really heard of, although I'd looked her up and she is quite or she was quite famous at that point. But then it's like a prime time kid skewing show and there's a whole sequence where she just does a dance and it goes on for what about five minutes and you just think, What they would never do this this these days. They would just it wouldn't happen.
2: I very much think that the the Muppet show is one of those things that you in fact my the, the logo for the late break show
1: Oh it's a bit like was, the Muppet was, show that, logo. that that
2: was my inspiration. Was it? I, yeah, I was looking at I wanted to get the obviously the play on the kind of chat show element of a certain era. Yeah. And I just kept saying to Chops going, I just want to find something that's it's not overly. I, I found the Muppet show one and, and she said that's good but it's a bit overly theatrical and scrolly. So it needs yeah. to be a little bit pared back from that. But no, the the the, the seed of inspiration came from the Muppet show. Wow. So which was just an amazing excuse to just watch loads of drum battles on YouTube with animals.
1: <laughs>
2: which is still really good.
1: Have we ever mentioned that the Smith and Sniff logo was inspired by the graphics of the Avenger Tiger?
2: I don't know if we ever have. We have I don't now know. I suppose. We have now. So it was always and what was that War Dance Yellow? Um no Sundance yeah. Sundance Yellow was the was the was the yellow colour. War dance was the red colour. The, oh, the, the only okay. two colours Avenger Tigers were available, mm. Mm. but but Sundance was, was is still my my favourite. And Sundance Sundance Yellow Tiger, glistening sweet, in the morning light, it's still a car on my bucket list. And when people do ask you what your dream cars are, and you give them an answer such as I'd like a really mint Avenger Tiger, they just look at you like, what? Not a Koenigsegg?
1: Yeah, you were going to say Bugatti Chiron. We thought that was probably going to Bugatti Chiffron but- chiffon like chiffon yeah. <laughs> it's very very you can see through it um i i want to just blues bring up up blue on a f- a bring- <laughs> very just, very uh, just billowy. cinched in at the waist yeah very billowy <laughs> Really I, I know you like car. a
2: blues-on, don't you? Sort a of...
1: blues-on-style jacket is, to my mind, one of the worst things that humanity has <laughs> <is> ever created.
2: <laughs> it's, do you know, it's long been the preserve of TV, car, car TV presenters, though, f- from the 80s yes. and 90s. And, of course, yeah, I'd, I'd love to know if Clarkson's got any of his still. If he just tucked away one of his cheeky... Because he used to go for the leather jacket as well, the elasticated leather jacket...
1: He did, yeah. And he also I think at one point had a sort of biker style jacket, though he is not a biker. He had one of those kind of when those were fashionable. Or were they? They probably weren't, but he had one anyway. Um Yeah. I bet he hasn't though. Jeremy's not a very sentimental person in that way. He's I don't think he sort no. of No. Hangs on to stuff in that way, you know. He's he doesn't like have any of his old cars or anything. He tends to just move them on.
2: I remember, I remember, I was actually quite disappointed when I'm, I I heard an interview with him where he said stuff like that because people expect pe- guys like him to have collections of cars, and he was like, "No, I've got like two. Yeah, this is what, and he just says, "No, I don't. I don't really keep anything for a long amount of time." I, so he's quite matter of fact about it, isn't he? Has he still got his yeah, bloody grocer? It's Mercedes yes. grocer.
1: Yes, as far as I know, I mean has, it's not yeah. very
2: useful on a farm. Admittedly, probably no, belly's it's, it's outies, tucked away
1: somewhere, but he's not. I saw him the other day, and he's got a Suzuki Jimny. I told you that, didn't I? He's got he's, he's oh, bought a Jimny spec. commercial, yeah. yeah. Well, basically, because he he decided it's what he needs for the farm, just a little run around, and um, <coughs> with good residuals. And so yeah, and so he managed to um, he managed to get hold of one, and he said, "Have you driven the commercial one?" I said no but oh, it's the same as the other one isn't he went mm, not quite <laughs> do you know how they've made the load bay as big as possible it's by, by stopping the driver's seat going back too far and i was like oh okay uh... i didn't realize that and then i was able at the live show last weekend i was able to um discover this for myself because we had that we, we have one on display commercial there yeah and we had and i drove uh chops's chimney as well when we were moving around the hall and he's right the seats do not go back in the van it's a I don't know how he fits I mean he's That's a tiny bit taller than me and he's not slender <laughs> and it's it's cramped in there and then I got in Chops's Jimny because I thought was it always like this no and I got in Chops's one and no that goes back plenty much I can fit in in the normal Jimny okay but that commercial felt a bit squeezed that could be a bit of a
2: deal breaker because the Jimny our Jimny yeah the seat goes back further than I need it to If I put it all the way back, I probably wouldn't be able to drive it very well. You know, like your arms are a bit too far away from the steering wheel and you suddenly feel out of control of...
1: The vehicle. <laughs> you know, you Nothing know what I makes mean? you feel more out of control than the seat being too far back.
2: It's those people, I and mean, we we have touched on it before with cars that get delivered to you, and the configuration of of chair and steering yeah. wheel yeah. and everything <laughs> is just go, like this is so not human. You, I've, I had the other day. I had it had a transit van hybrid delivered that we used as our merch van, and it was. Yeah. I like it. Actually, it's really good. It just feels weird having a sort of petrol-engined transit, but. Yeah, the steering wheel was buried in the dash, and the seat was all the way back. So you're like, "Hang on, this is the worst of all of the worlds." So you've got the steering yeah. wheel. <laughs> the steering wheel is basically in the engine bay, and the seat is back in the <laughs> is right in the back where all the lo- all the all the freight is. You're like, "What's going on?" You're yeah,
1: in. I got it as one of those press cars we had um, in Manchester, and it had been delivered by one of those oddly shaped delivery people because the seat was set incredibly high so I could barely get in but then the the wheel was again buried in the dash but also tilted maximum bus driver sort of stance <laughs> like what have you been doing in here what how long are your arms I
2: think very strange they must have just pulled in because they arrived at their destination early so they pulled over at a lay-by or a road nearby and they wanted to get the steering wheel away and push the seat back because they're going to have a little break, make a few phone calls, um, eat a few polo mints, yeah. or, or whatever, <laughs> I don't know, get your, get your clipboard out and draw some cocks. I don't know, what, whatever you're going to do. But needless yeah. to say, you want a bit more cabin room, and that's how you achieve it. Push the wheel away, rip the seat back as far as you can, job done.
1: I've told you before about my old housemate who was a sales rep for Rent-A-Kill, and she had a Mondeo company car. And oh, I you... got in it once to move it off the drive of our shared house, and the seat was incredibly reclined. And i like, what... <laughs> why have you got the seat like that she went oh you know just later in the day I just you know really want to relax I'm a bit tired so I have it right back but I just I just leave it like that so when I'm in the morning when I'm all full of coffee and I'm perky I just sort of I just sit upright and she used to drive sitting like as if she's on a bench what like you don't have a seat in the car like you don't have a backrest have you ever driven um, a
2: car without a seat uh, no, really, really hard and dangerous. You probably need the imagine. last bit. <laughs> 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 but, well,
1: what? No seat at all. Mm-mm. How do you work the clutch? You well, you ha- it, basically, you're hopping. Every you're time you change gear, you're the hopping. E- it's the because no, where's your other it- foot? You- it's
2: the equivalent of doing a chin up on the steering wheel column. Well, it's sort of like doing Cossack dancing, isn't it? Yes, (laughs) it's like kicking your legs (laughs) about. It's clutch based Cossack dancing. In fact, (laughs) drifters have got nothing on it. They talk about it, they they clutch kicking all the time. No, no. If you've got no chair in the car. Yeah. it is it is properly Literally physical kicking the when i say this I'm, I'm saying this i haven't driven it on the road this is just like around a, an industrial estate oh, no. to check the status of what we've already done to the car but it's right, flipping yeah, dangerous yeah. and i would not yes and my brother's done it even worse my brother's done that with no brakes whatsoever so all you have is the handbrake what? wand which was just about connected
1: yeah jesus terrible terrible. I mean, good for upper body strength, I'd imagine, or core strength or oh, something, yeah. wouldn't it be? Because you'd be oh, sort of difficult. clinging on for dear life. But. oh, the,
2: the, the, That bloke that didn't sing from Boney M, he def- that's what he did. Didn't he believe in any... He bought a
1: car with no driver's seat. Yeah,
2: and that's how he stayed in shape.
1: Just I suggested once, uh, for, I can't remember which Top Gear challenge, I said there should be a round where two of the presenters are allowed to remove one item from the other's car and then they have to do a lap of the track because I thought one of the items you'd remove would be the driver's seat from someone's car wouldn't you I think one of them remove one wheel because that would be quite funny and then I don't know what the third thing would be but you're definitely for someone because all I could picture was James May attempting to get round the track in some shit old car with no seat sort of clinging, <laughs> clinging to the steering wheel while he Cossack danced on the pedals I don't know why we didn't do it I don't think anyone else thought it was a good idea I thought it could have worked quite well but <laughs>
2: there we go I thought we were we were going to read were we going to read out some readers letters today
1: uh, ooh, were we I was going do you know what I was going to well I had something I wanted to talk to you about I had two things actually Um, one of them was I haven't told you the story which was told to me at the Late Break live show in Leicestershire so weeks months ago now Okay. Um, regular listeners might remember we had uh, a story about um, mucky videos didn't we in a car dealer
2: yes I'm aware I'm aware of this story
1: it was a Vauxhall dealer, wasn't it?
2: It was N- Network Q Grot Library, I think Network we called Q, it. Network
1: Q, the Grot Library. Yeah, was it Mags or VHSs? I can't remember. Maybe it was both. Well, <laughs> I, think um, was,
2: um, I think it was. I think it was motion pictures. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, a chap who used to work at Vauxhall headquarters in Luton, he was, I believe, an apprentice in the seventies. Told me. That at Vauxhall head office in the engineering department, remember, there was a Grotmag system. And as the most junior member of the team at that point, he was told to go to the local newsagent and pick up a stack of this month's freshly printed Grotmags.
2: Continental pamphlets, yes.
1: Yeah. But before he left the building, he was given a bag containing last month's grot mags <laughs> and told to take it back because the news agent near Vauxhall HQ operated some kind of trade-in system. So what? he would take the old grot mags back and the bloke would basically knock a load of money off the new ones he was selling him. No. And he'd take them back and then they would be sort of passed around the engineering department Approved, for a pre-owned. month. Pre-owned? Pre-owned. And then the pre... The, 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 <laughs> the, the, what, what do they call it sometimes? Pre-loved used cars. The pre-loved magazines would then be gathered together at the end of the month or the beginning of the next month and the junior member of the team would be sent to the newsagent to trade them in for some new ones.
2: My gosh, it's not so... <clears throat> I didn't realise there was a part X of
1: No pornographic material. Well, I <laughs> no, would no, no, be X. dubious about, about buying a second hand magazine of any kind, but of a grot mag, I'm sorry, but no, I don't I mean I don't think antibacterial gel had been no. invented back um, then. It's just revolting.
2: No, I've sat in many a kind of tea break caravan, um, on in the back lot of a a body shop or um a repair <laughs> garage and I to be honest, I don't even like drinking out of the teacups in there, let alone holding a uh a, a graphic a novel. Bongo mag. Made yeah. in the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> <That's just laughs>
1: uh, did you read that story about Craig Charles that I sent you? <laughs> yes, I did. And it, had been, it
2: had me sniffling like mad.
1: Holy hell. I know. That, for people who may forget, the, 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 one of the tabloids did an expose on Craig Charles many years ago because he was secretly recorded in the back of a taxi, a Skoda Octavia taxi, Going from um, Good detail. London to Manchester, during which he smoked a large quantity of crack cocaine and also forced the driver to pull over and buy him some Grot Mags and then complained <laughs> as they continued their journey and he continued to smoke crack that... He couldn't understand some of the magazines because they weren't in English, and made the driver pull over and get some more that he could understand. The whole story is muttering and rocking, and then muttering and rocking and sweating profusely. Oh, and drinking—it's a really troubling story.
2: And he he had lager as well. He had lager lager and also Red Bull, so he had the full suite. He had the full suite there. (laughs) Did he? (laughs) Uppers
1: and downers and sideways, and oh my god, it's—it is—it's a. I mean. It made me feel a bit sort of clammy and unclean just reading it. But yeah, me it's, too. It, it's. Uh, he made the driver go in and buy
2: buy some of the. Yeah. Extra.
1: Anyway, yeah. But yeah, he 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 got a stack of porn mags and then he couldn't understand. I mean, I don't know what was he. <laughs> what was well, he well look, it's it's all about reading the, plot. the letters page. It's all about the yeah. plots, Richard. As you yeah. know, it's all about the yeah. plot. Absolutely. Um, so there we go. Anyway, little, little. I just because I've had this in my uh, notes in my phone of things to mention to you, and I've just had Voxel Grotmag system written in my notes for ages, so I can cross that out now. But um, the other thing I've written down that I want to talk to you about, yeah, it's a question for you. Yeah, what is? Do you think currently the most sinister Audi,
2: sinister looking, or ones with connotations of drivers? Well,
1: that- <clears> sort of <throat> both. I'll tell you why because I think the A8. Sinister yep. might be the wrong word, but up to something. You know the original mm. A8? Very mm. good-looking car, but also in black, and particularly if it was an S8, that had a sort of gangster kind of feel to it, didn't it? There was a little bit that of sort
2: a- of not, not called the KGB anymore. Uh, uh, yeah. with, with about it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. If you um, saw an original
1: like. S8 in black going at high speed through Moscow, you'd think, uh-oh somebody's about to be picked up
2: about 15 years ago there was a a woman around here that i used to sometimes see on the a1 and she had um kind of jackie kennedy's spec glasses on and her hair done up in a tight knot And, Mm. and she was always driving on her own and she was she drove an audi a8 in black older one Ooh. But it was immaculate, and I have to say, it was a massive turn-on. I always thought she looked absolutely <laughs> smouldering because you just don't see it. You don't see. No. You don't see, no. especially a female in a in a really big executive saloon because it's usually an SUV now, isn't it? Uh, so, it's a genre of car that's not seen much, especially with the sole driver. And okay, it's yeah. not exactly. Um, it's not exactly um, particularly uh, Gre- Greta Thunberg. Uh, well, what, what's the word I'm using? are going to use... Friendly. Friendly, yeah. It's not Greta friendly as such, one person in a massive car. But, I mean, we do it a lot. But, yeah, I haven't seen her. I haven't seen her for years, and I wanted to know if she traded it in and bought, oh, I don't know, like, a, a Renault Capture. But oh, I hope not. Well, I hope not. I hope she's still got it. It just sort of, like... Oh, I know. Where she, would she, you go
1: she, from there, though? You'd have to... I mean, I hope she just got another large...
2: That Volvo, something. that Volvo um, thingy nine... thingy... What's the really big saloon with the nice boomerang-style rear lights? S90. S90. Yeah, I could see here in an S90. Again, a lesser-spotted car.
1: Nice, but it doesn't have that sort of whiff of naughtiness about it. I thought the original A8 in black, and even, I think, to a degree, the second-generation one, had a sort of that Jaguar-like quality of just could be a bit naughty, Naughty. something a bit naughty going on, potentially. And then, to my mind now, the A8 just doesn't have that. The current A8 is very much posh airport taxi. That's the look it's going for, not shooters in the boot. And (laughs) so, to my mind... not there,
2: though, is it? They probably don't... I'd love it if a car manufacturer, design studio, admitted that their design time on big saloons has been cut by a third because they know they're not going to sell as many as they did 20 years ago. So... Why I don't bother? know whether,
1: does it work like that? I'm sure we've got some car designers listening. Yeah, to tell if, us. if, I mean, if I any do,
2: designers are listening, it'd be nice to know whether you get your time cut for cars that clearly aren't going to sell as many. I mean, you don't yeah. always know what's going to sell what. We know this, but it, there's an assumption, given that like Jag, for example, have actually killed the XJ. Um, yeah that the market's not so strong anymore.
1: Uh. Oh, I mean, I do remember Ian Callum saying once that they spent a long, long time over the original XF to get it right. Yeah. And then with the second generation XF, they were also trying to do the XE and the, I suppose the i was in the mix there and other stuff. And he just went, you know, we had too many cars to finish. Yeah. And, and with broadly the same size team. And so there was less sort of finessing and less kind of you know taking everyone's opinion into account it was just kind of just get these bloody things done Get them and maybe done. you can see that a little bit in the design. I mean, I think the new the current XF isn't half as nice looking as the old one, really. But but I guess that's because the, the original XF had a lot of time and love poured into it. And yeah. It so, did. but I don't know how it works. When I mean, I imagine if you're Volkswagen and you're you're doing a new Golf, I imagine you take your time over that because you don't want to screw it up. Although I sort of feel like with the current one now, but <laughs> I think they have or, as well. For that matter, the Range Rover. Yeah. Um it's you just don't want to screw it up it's the bedrock of the company and so yeah. you don't want to get it wrong that new range rover by the way yeah keep seeing pictures of it instagram seems to think I, all i want to see now is pictures of the new range rover but i've got to say it is i mean i thought it was a nice looking car but it's really growing on me now it's just i think it's it's actually really clever bit of design how how minimalist it is but it would be nice to see them out on the road see what it looks like in the real
2: world I'm looking forward to spending a bit of time in the interior as well but um, yeah I uh, I, but but I'm probably at the moment more excited about a Rivian not going to lie when's that coming to Britain Uh, it's supposed to be next year I think is it but it would be it would probably be this time next year yeah we'll see I think yeah as we've seen with Teslia you know, like, people laugh at them at first, like other manufacturers don't take them so seriously, and then suddenly they get the market share, and all the other manufacturers are like, oh, shit, I didn't see that. Uh,
1: and it's I interesting, think that's isn't comp- it, with electric cars, it's like all bets are off. You know, there's no... I think if they were coming with a new petrol-powered SUV and pickup truck, yeah, it wouldn't really get so much notice. But because it's electric, there's less brand snobbery around electric cars, I think. And, and yeah. people, it's just... You know, gadget heads it's go it's crazy it's for the newest thing.
2: Exactly, exactly. So I'm, I am enthusiastic about that. Like, uh, uh, and, a, and a full EV Range Rover can't come soon enough on that side of things, Richard.
1: Ots, sorts. Um, so let me tell you where I think the um, the, the gangster Audi of the, of the moment is now. I think it's actually not current, but the old shape A7 in oh, black. Oh, A7. Yeah. Do you know that's, that's a got car that shooters a... in the boot appeal
2: that's a pure grower for me because when it first Mm. came out i really disliked the shape and i found it irritating i was actually quite irked by it and now well it probably took me more it probably took me three years to to kind of get my head around it it was almost a bit of a bangle seven series for me really yeah but now i look at the a7 i go I can see it now. That little ducktail kind of boot lid shape. It doesn't look. Yeah. I thought before it looked like it just had some sort of bad accident around the D pillar <laughs> and been pushed down. You know, like hit hit by a lorry. But no, I, I actually, I think it's 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 a good looking car. And I remember I remember mm. driving a the R the RS seven, mm. which was a weapon. That was the first fully autonomous car I'd ever been in. What? Yeah, it was, it's either the S7 or the RS7. Yeah, they did a fully autonomous one and they oh. ma- mapped out a racetrack and I had to be driven round by the computer and we were doing 130 on the back straight. I was absolutely soiling myself. Because <laughs> they, they, they showed me, there was a pan- there was two panic buttons in it and one of them yeah. would hit, as soon as you hit that, it would just do a full emergency stop, you know, in situ and it had the carbon ceramic brakes, so it would stop, stop. Mm. And I guess that's why they use the IRS
1: model. But You was, had to be presu- behind the wheel, presumably. You couldn't just sit in the
2: past. I had to seat. be behind the wheel, but we were filming for fifth gear, and I, have, I was hugging myself. So I had both. I basically had both my hands wrapped around my body. You know, like the way that sort of downtrodden women walk around the set of EastEnders? I was yeah. like
1: that. <laughs> in a cardigan with a hanky stuffed yes, on one sleeve. Yes,
2: exactly like that, with sort of unwashed hair. So yeah. like that. And then there, and then there's a, there's a normal steering wheel there with a few little sensors and things on it. Then the centre console was just full of extra wires and sensors. But there was this huge, huge red button. I got a photo of it somewhere. And I think it reminded me of a game show button when you want to get the question right. You know, like <laughs> yeah. fastest buzzer wins or whatever. It was this huge panic button. But we were going around this track and it was self-learning. So... It had been raining, and it was damp, and at first the engineers, I think, were a bit like, oh, um, yeah, okay, well, it'll be interesting to see how this one goes, and I'm thinking, interesting,
1: (laughs) (laughs) fucking interesting. You don't want to hear that from engineers, autonomous car engineers and doctors, you do not want to hear, well, this could be interesting. Yeah, because we were carrying some proper speed weren't we mm. so I mean you're over 100 miles
2: an hour and there's damp around and it's a big heavy car as you know so yeah it went it it got it squirreled going through coming out of a corner a little bit
1: too hot which track was this
2: oh gosh I knew you'd ask me this it's in Spain <laughs> it's in Spain oh okay um, I'll find out there's a there's, it's on 5th gear I don't know when it well from the rain ago. we can
1: presume it's a track on the plane but we don't know where um, yeah I'll find out but um but so, it,
2: it, so it, it did a little squirrel coming out of one of the corners, hot, and then mm-hmm. the and then um, one of the engineers did say well, the next lap it won't make the same mistake again, and sure enough, it had mapped, it had mapped the 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 grip level that it was experiencing, you know, like hundreds of times yeah. a second as they do, and as it came yeah. around the next corner, it just, it just came off the throttle a little bit and then went on a little bit less aggressively, and like bloody hell and I think we did about seven laps in this thing yeah. and it was it was terrifying but it was deeply impressive and that now was quite a long time ago I'll I'll find out the year but um it was a while ago it was a good one are while they ago. still
1: i presume they just they are still working on this but they're just not showing off about it because BMW around the same era I seem to remember yeah. brought a 3 series of some sort over to the UK and we had it lapping the top gear track and um it was yeah <clears throat> I Again, think, it's I think, quite impressive, but that was it. Feels like that was a long time ago. Now it does
2: feel like it was a long time ago, and I think that it's all sitting waiting. and And I know some governments will let manufacturers drive around in certain areas. As parts of Vegas, there's parts of Sweden, isn't there? Troll, Trollhattan, I think, is um, no Gothenburg. There's parts of Gothenburg where Volvo are, are allowed to autonomously drive. So it's it's all it's all advancing, but government legislation won't let you won't let you sell it in that state yet. Yeah. So I, I suspect when the government do go, okay, we'll let you do it, they'll be the cars will just be ready, like ready, ready. You'll be able to buy them that week. <laughs> which which could um, be terrifying. I don't know yet. I'm still yeah, in two minds about full autonomy. I think it's mm. wonderful if I've had a skinful and I don't know. You and I went for, to an important creative meeting at Bulldog Services, and I decided to have loads of white wine spritzers and then go oh, bollocks. I can't drive home.
1: <laughs> well, but that's the thing. I, I mean, will, <clears throat> when are we going to get to that point where you will be allowed to not be capable of driving the car? Because I would have thought that there'd still be stipulations about you have to be able to take over if the car shits itself. Well, quite. You think? Because we've but it's also that everything's situation. so frigging fiddly in in the real world, isn't it? It's um, yeah, you know, just just driving out of my street and trying to get you know onto a main road. You've got to do lots of tucking in to let cars through and stuff. Which if everything is autonomous, they'll talk to each other and they'll sort that out. But if they're not, yeah, we're in a world of hurt. Um, There's too many eventualities.
2: That's the thing. Exactly. There's too many um, ways that a that a, a dog or a ball could run into the road, or a car could reverse off a drive, or yeah. An yeah, ambulance yeah. might be coming instead of a normal car. There's, yeah, there's, oh, exactly, there's yeah. just too many. And then, and very,
1: very far in the future, the ambulance will be telling all the cars around it, "I'm coming," and you know everything will be talking over five G and all that stuff. But that's still a way off, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, in the in the immediate now, uh, you can have an RS seven for thirty two grand. How much? Uh, thirty two. That was
2: what? That was eighty. Uh, yeah, at least I think
1: they were probably they were very expensive, weren't they? But it's a lot of par, a lot of par for the money. Five hundred and sixty horsepower, <laughs> according to this advert. Uh, yeah, I
2: remember it was a it was a weapon, weapon, but weapon.
1: I see. I quite like those A sevens because when they came out, because they reminded me. In sort of spirit of the original Audi 100 Avant, which wasn't an estate, it was just a hatchback. And I thought, oh, that's what they're doing.
2: That's right. They're doing
1: little, it's a bit of a nod back. But I did think, who is going to buy that? It's hard to understand. It's a big car that's basically a big hatchback. Which, you know, the other yeah. thing I liked about yeah. it is it reminded me of the Rover SD1 somehow,
2: which was a big um, hatchback.
1: Which is a big hatchback, but you see them around. You see um, A7s around. This is what reminded me of this because there's someone around the corner from me. He's got a black non-RS, just a normal A7, and I thought that's a bit gangster in a sort of subtle way. And it's a handsome car. I really like. I drove on to Le Mans once and back again. Did you? And it was yeah, a diesel one, and it it was really yeah. Just it was. I remember coming back. You know, it's like Sunday afternoon. Get out of the circuit just after the race ended. Get on the road, tired, bit clammy, and and then the next thing I was oh, walking. Were up to you my with front Craig Charles? Was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah, He was very cross about the French grotte mags that I bought. Couldn't understand them. Uh, it was, yeah, it just sort of washed me home, and it was like, oh, I'm home. That's quite nice. Yeah, Sunday evening, I'm home, and it feels like about an hour ago I was in Le Mans, but it wasn't. It just, it was very, very good. Cruiser,
2: trying Um, you got me trying to think of the most sort of sinister Audis around at the moment. I can't quite. I keep I keep going back to AMG Mercs because there's some very aggressively driven AMG V8s about. Um, Yes, but yeah, the Audi uh, sinister, sinister.
1: I think that's the thing. But I mean, the main thing I thought about is just the A8 is no longer sinister. It's just oh look, here's a Swiss businessman being chauffeured to his office. That's what it looks like. Yes, and uh, it doesn't
2: have the it doesn't have the majesty. I think there's less majesty in big saloons, and I suspect it's because they're more curvaceous, And I think that a big saloon should not be curvaceous because it needs that presence, in the way that we both appreciate the Toyota Century, of which I know mm. you're you're still sniffing around like a dog around another dog's
1: detail holder. Last I had a Century, my my Century craving flared up, and. Um, uh, I, there were I thought there were 3 for sale in the UK which considering there's only about 25 of them in Britain that's that's quite amazing it turns out that one of them which has been advertised on car and classic for ages at this place in the northeast uh, a chap that follows me on twitter uh, bless him who lives nearby the the place in middlesbrough that was selling it yeah he said oh I, if you want I'll swing by tomorrow and see if it's still there because oh. it's not on on their website anymore it's only on car and classic and then reported back that it's gone so, um well, in a was, in a world uh, where
2: fuel is one hundred and fifty odd pence a litre, uh, someone out there has gone. I know, I am going to get a V twelve Toyota Century. <laughs> that is a wonderful idea.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I've heard. Well,
2: I've heard that Americans are a bit cross about the price of their fuel at the moment, and it is quite amusing to do a little comparison, isn't it? And go, yeah, yeah, because
1: what are they? It's, I mean, I can't remember what it is. It's, is, is it? I did see this someone on the slave fields, um, saying how much fuel is in California at the moment. Yeah, and it's just like I boo, think I, 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 th- I
2: think it was the chap, the YouTuber Rich Rebuilds, who's got a Tesla Model S that was crash damaged, and he put a V eight an LS V oh, eight yeah. for ironies, and um, and I think he obviously drove. He's driven a lot of electric cars until now, and he's had a sudden realization that maybe his conversion is badly timed. Um, <laughs> prob- I probably would have thought about that while I was just measuring the engine bay over my first cup of coffee. But um, interesting build. I, th- I remember seeing a V8 Prius before. That was really th- yeah. That was done for I think SEMA or SEMA L- Lols uh, I- I- at least a decade ago. Yeah, it was um, yeah V8 Prius with a it was fairly kind of tubbed back end. Looked a bit. <laughs> It looked good, actually, because it's a very aerodynamic shape, so it probably would have made quite a good race car. Um,
1: Seema Lowell sounds like somebody who'd be in the streaming charts with a song that's very <laughs> up-and-down-y, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. That she's full th- Mariah Carey spec- She's. <laughs> I think
2: she's supporting BTS on their world tour. Yeah, 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 yeah. she is. She's, Which she's still only th-
1: 19, but she's already won a Grammy. It's amazing. Good old Seema Lowell. <laughs> <laughs> um i just oh. want to say the chap who the chap who went and checked out that century if it was for stuff for sale is called matthew matthew tyson so thank you matthew for um going up there last week and having a look so there are two as uh, i haven't checked today but as far as i'm aware there are still two centuries for sale in britain both in london uh Do you, because yeah, bizarrely sure you, you have a f- v12 century is you less compliant is it really so- well, it is, because they they fall, I, I think. Well, certainly I checked one of the ones, because you could see the plate in one of the ones that's for sale in London, and I, so I ran it against the Ulez checker out of interest, and it's a 2004 car, I think. So bizarrely, it's assumed to be ULES compliant because it's an import, and I don't know how the rules work. but ULES you less. so it's uh, it's a practical london car apart from the crippling cost just it. Well, i wonder if it, i wonder how thirsty they are Actually, i bet you it I isn't. imagine they're very understressed i bet it uses
2: a lot less fuel than your Range Rover. just saying
0: wow nice yeah what you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on bomba socks underwear and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds
1: Yeah, um, I, I had bet. to brim the Range Rover the other day, it was on fumes, and I brimmed it. And, and it was me, what, was
2: expensive 460 pounds. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it was 130 quid. It's a bit sugar. Catchy.
2: Somebody um, on Twitter, I mean, that'll
1: last me a while because I don't drive it that much.
2: Somebody but. on Twitter saw a picture of my Dodge parked next to the Zoe long-termer, which I use every day at the moment, and just sort of, and I and I was said, oh, here's you know, here's the dinosaur next to the Daily Driver, and he went, oh, if I had that charger, I'd be using it every day, and I just went, I I sim- I don't think mm-hmm. you would, you'd go bankrupt, mm-hmm. and he went, oh, I don't know about that, son, I've got a um, I've got a BMW X5 V8 petrol, which is what is that a four point four or a 4. Oh,
1: 4.6, 4.6 6. Be, yeah.
2: So he said, yeah, I get about twelve to thirteen, and I drive it every what? single day, and I went, what? Even if I drive my charge like an absolute see you next Tuesday, I don't get that low. My, the charge is not that bad. No, my Range Rover wouldn't. I mean, no.
1: It depends. What's he doing? I is don't know, just know like what he's holding doing. Holding it in second everywhere. I think yeah, he's I'm got the M5. But I think I've he's left got it in the, second.
2: He's got the kickdown switch. Um, I think he's got the kickdown <laughs> <That's> switch <just laughs> rigged up to the volume of the radio or something. Yeah. It's just constant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just he's put. He's he's like to put some kind of like a, a can of soup on top of the kick down switch, so that every time he touches the accelerator, it kicks down.
2: <laughs> I know. Or is he? Is he old school police driver trained, where he's constantly just holding it in oh. the lower gear on the auto box? Yeah. yeah. So it's just singing. In case he needs
1: to do <laughs> he needs to do an overtaking move.
2: Uh, every everywhere it's sort of three thousand, just waiting. You know, you know, like a racehorse waiting for the gates to drop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. Well, anyway, yeah, so I was a bit shocked about that. And I also thought, I mean, it's a free country and all that, but I just simply couldn't drive a car every day that did 12 to the gallon. I just couldn't do it. I'd just rather spend my money on something else other than petrol. Yeah. But, or, you know, like in, know in the world about. of Craig Charles, um just spend it on Class A's uh, and (laughs) pornographic material and and (laughs) lager. Although I I know we we talked about Craig Charles, and I I will finish it by saying I've met Craig. He's a really, really nice guy. And I Mm. can't believe that people like that can come back from such bad press. And so, and public disgrace, and they and become darlings of the BBC again. It just goes to prove that it can happen. You you can be forgiven. Yeah. As a, as well, maybe
1: a, the secret is that he is a nice guy, and so yeah. Off mic, off camera, people just went. He's, he's all right a really decent he's chap let's give him another chance but yeah well i just want everyone it's, to remember it's a, it's that the if, power of not being a dick
2: if i get woken up um and i'm naked lying in a bus stop um i don't know <laughs> and i've surrounded by cans and literature and i'm yeah. and i've disgraced myself my career absolutely shrivels within minutes the, the
1: next thing you've got you've got a show on six music
2: Oh, I'd love to do a show on six. Oh, no, six music's too much of a connoisseur. I could see you and I doing some sort of very late night um, heart slash magic type yeah. of situation, you know what I mean? Like a cliche driving music, thinking like, okay, this one's the cars, who's going to drive you home?
1: Um, oh no! What? Uh, ugh, really, the yeah. show would have to be called "On the Nose." And <laughs> hello, we're both into cars. Here's Crash by the Primitives because cars crash. Oh, we, um, well
2: we could do that, Rich. I think we've got it in. I, us. I, I, mm,
1: mm, would you mm. struggle? I was listening to commercial radio the other day because everything I had I had six music on, and I can't remember why it was annoying me a little bit. And uh, <laughs> r- and then I so I flicked to Radio One, and of course it's just inane. Yes. The people talking were doing my head in, and then Radio Two was, I don't know, something syrupy. And the other thing I've got <laughs> saved on the on the presets in the car is um absolute eighties. So I was like, that'll be alright, i put a bit of absolute eighties on. and uh, that's all well and good. But then the ads came on and there's I can't remember, is it Thomas Cook or something? It's one of the travel agents, uses Jess Glynn's Hold My Hand as their that's, little jingle. Yes. And it is We've ruined that song for me because yes. we had a chat when we were doing a video about uh, how, building a mobile recording studio in a van and then in, we could invite artists such as Jess Glynn to come and record but remembering there's n- there's only a chemical loo in the van and, and then we started talking about Jess Glynn having a poo in our mobile <laughs> office studio van and, and that's all I can think of now when I hear that song which a few people I met the live show, Manchester said, "Oh, you've ruined the word sport, or you've ruined you've ruined the word Ford for me and stuff." And I was like, "Oh, really? Sorry, oh, <laughs> we, we we don't mean to, but then I realise I've done it to myself." We've we ruined what, ruined Richard? We've for
2: ruined me. what and what?
1: Sorry, sports and folds. Folds. I'm
2: actually folds. filming a really nice fold this weekend, which will it? Are you? What What are you filming? It's going to be a barn find. And I think right. it's. I, I feel like it's going to be well worshipped time time capsule. So I'm quite excited about it. And I hear that it's for sale. And I've I've got to be very careful. I've got to, <laughs> to tread very carefully because I, I might end up with. And it is deceased spec um, as well. So, oh, is it? Yeah, I, I'm not. I, I, you'll have to watch it on a future late break show episode. But
1: what what era folks, of Votes
2: It's the. Is it? It's actually the same age as me. So if you know oh. how, if you know what the uh, the year I was born it's it's kind of exactly that really so ah there's me clear richard That's as, as That's far as I, as far as we go on that side but it's a special yeah. edition and it's worshiped oh. and oh. I have a, fe- a sneaky feeling that it's going to clean up just right and it's going to be lovely so I had to phone up folds heritage department and they're doing a little bit of um production number crunching for me
1: Oh, which is ah, brilliant! Exciting, nice.
2: exciting stuff. I haven't bought a car for so long, um, and I'm not saying I'm going to buy that one because I'm not sure, and we uh, probably can't, <laughs> can't. <laughs> but, um, but needless to say, the temptation is strong in this one. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. sort of that conversation is just going to peter out. <laughs> so um, yeah.
1: Well, because you don't want to incriminate yourself, or it's. It, it, I mean, it's, it's like talking to a recovering alcoholic. It is, isn't it? Just yeah. going. Yeah, I've got to go do some filming in a pub next week, yeah. and your hands get shaky. And yeah, get it's a, bit, a free bar as well.
2: Yeah, a bit wild eyed. Yes. Oh gosh. Yeah, <laughs> I just have some peanuts.
1: vodka luge things. Oh yeah, yeah gosh.
2: Just... They, the COVID's ruined those, hasn't it? It mustn't lick the the same area that all the other people have who are absolutely. Bamjaxed on the dance floor. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have one of those. It's
1: probably for the best. I never particularly thought they were a good idea anyway. But
2: I, did at, uh, I did one at like our, 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 a school summer party, a kids' school summer party. What? I think they had one there. Yeah, it was, and it was impressive. But I think the Bloody person hell. that was in charge of the luge was just upping the units each time, and by the time I got to them and I got bullied into it, I swear I had six shots of vodka in one hit. Because you know, in the, you know when it hit, you know the severity of the alcohol hits you about a minute after you've just drunk it. Yes. I was walking to the gents' toilets, and I realised I was walking at quite an acute angle, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh wow, this is really <laughs> early in the evening. I've got to go steady now."
1: Well, as in your body was an angle to the floor or that you were doing that thing where you think you're walking straight and you realise you're actually, like your tracking's gone out. Oh, I was. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm following the camber of the floor more than I was. That's
2: it. The tracking was out and I I think I had one shoulder slightly further down than the other one so I might have looked like I was walking like someone who, uh, from a musical, who was clicking their fingers and like doing (laughs) doing a theatrical
1: walk. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't trying to do that intentionally. Is Johnny all right? He looks like he's accidentally... In West Side Story yes, for a minute. Yes, I though. did
2: look like a dad doing West Side Story, walking to the gents, which is not what I was doing. Oh, I keep meaning to bring this up. We've had a fantastic um, email from a chap called Peter Heman, who talks about a conversation we had a week or two ago about the Sultan Brunei's key rack. Do you know yeah. we were... Cause He's, he's just put Dearsmith, off work at the moment bit of downtime so an internet wormhole beckons the Sultan of Brunei allegedly has 7,000 cars in his collection if you believe Wikipedia Mm. Uh, an average weight of seventy grams per key. A collection of one key per car would weigh four hundred and ninety kilos, which is more than a Caterham seven one seventy. He'd need one <laughs> hell of a kitchen drawer, or he'd need a quality. And but or the quality. How big would that quality street tin be? It would be like what four pallets on the floor? Um, oh, or oh, two two pallets and a drum, like an oil drum height. An oil drum but yeah. probably probably yeah double the triple the circumference or
1: just a child's paddling
2: pool Oh, I would keep keys. them all in a child's puddling pool, or you know, one of those plastic sandpits that's shaped like a clam that you can just shut back down. Do you know those ones to stop cats from pissing in the children's sandpit?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah,
2: one of the. I think the Sultan of Brunei's just got a nose, but it's possibly made of real <laughs> pearl and gold, <laughs> just to make it extra extravagant. But he's also got a spare one with all the spare keys in, so it's the same. Oh again. God. And each yeah. one has a little badly written tag on it, like the ones when you sometimes get <laughs> yeah. your car sent to a place and someone's yeah. written something on it.
1: You mean one of those ones that looks like a sort of like the label that was affixed to Paddington? It's a sort of brown Yeah, it's a brown, brown, and it's sort of when, when kids were
2: evacuated out of cities in the World War II. Yes. It's one of those yeah. tags, and it just says Richard Range Rover. You go, can you be a bit more specific about that? Like the reg number, like the colour? Yeah. Just says Richard and- Range Rover
1: they're always tearing off aren't they they just they'll tear off when it's in a sort of a rat's nest of other keys so you'll never go oh bloody hell it's it's a Bugatti key but which which Bugatti the Sultan's the Sultan's just having a nightmare. The, Sol- his, the Sultan, his kid's sandpit of keys, <laughs> he,
2: and he drags it around. It's on cast <laughs> Someone's put it on Biffa skip caster wheels. <laughs> and he, he pulls it around with a gold dog chain. He's like, I've got all the keys in it. I just can't be asked to find them all. But they're there also,
1: here. if there is like, there is any sort of, you know, a bit of floor in the in the Sultan's garage that's not level, and that oh, that gosh. gets a bit of a roll on the momentum. it 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 would roll go out of control and if there's someone like one of his his staff standing with their back to it it'd just take your take your ankles away from under you wouldn't it and you'd be you'd fall backwards into the keys if the lid wasn't on it and then then you're just absolutely flying through the sultan's garage in a sandpit full of keys until you smash into a suzetta maroda v16t or something the whole thing has got disaster written all over it
2: have you ever been have you ever seen a suzetta v16t no so you haven't been in one
1: I haven't, and uh, for ages, uh, I it was sort of a standing joke with um, a, a former editor of Evo, and he was determined that he was going to get me into one because I'd always said it's like my sort of unicorn car. Oh yeah! And then we found one for sale, but it was in New Zealand, and he couldn't quite rustle up the budget to fly me to New Zealand just to drive <laughs> this Cessna. <as edible. laughs> Still, I would love to. I just think. It's, it's, did it bankrupt Giorgio I Moroder
2: mean, I don't he think must, so he must have spent an enormous amount of dollar on that thing
1: must have done. well I don't know mm. I don't know how much money he put in Um, you know he 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 might not have I don't think he sort of you know staked his fortune on it I think he sort of went yeah I'll give you I'll give you a bit of money Um, but it it didn't you know, I don't think he, he it ruined him I'm not sure a bloody home I bloody mean,
2: hope not I feel bad if it I mean, I bet he gets
1: checks for all that sort of Donna Summer stuff, doesn't he? Well, it's one—it's one, right it's one of,
2: it. of the best, isn't it? It's one of the best. Mm. I went—I went I went, for, um, I went for a bit of a walk the other day with my. It was the day before going up to Manchester for the Manchester show, mm. and um. Went for a bit. I took my brother to Norfolk, um, which was against his will somewhat. He 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 was really interested in going for a walk and looking at vintage car parts buried in the ground, but he's not not that happy about going to Norfolk. I feel like my brother my brother's a bit like Mister T, bit B A Baracus from the Eighties. You know, he was terrified of planes. My brother's very <laughs> suspicious about Norfolk and. um <laughs> <laughs> and he he he, he, but he lives quite near it, doesn't he well we relatively no, no not really I mean, from Norwich, hundred miles from norwich, what? which is, is it yeah it's is still another way, to? and there's no motorways there is there you've got stuck behind a carrot lorry, but um where's
1: <laughs> well, your brother, I thought he was near you,
2: yeah, he's near me, it's a hundred miles oh. to, to to Norwich.
1: Okay, From but Norwich is quite in in sight It is in board. It's quite it? in Norfolk. Bord. Norfolk begins quite far west of Norwich. Yeah, the fens were quite relatively. close to the
2: fens, which is um a, a cause for concern when you stop and think about it for too long. But yeah. <laughs> it's well we had we had Halloween quite recently and I didn't bring it up on the podcast because I it's just really I don't really understand it. But um No. I always say that the thing about the fens is if you had one of those houses in the middle of nowhere and there was an axe murderer coming towards you on foot, you'd have enough time. you just keep looking out the window going, yeah, he's getting a bit closer. You might want to get your coat on. Have you got the car keys? Yeah, I've got the car keys. <laughs> um, can you just put the lights on the sort of timer to make sure it looks like yeah. we're in Actually, hang not? on. I'm just
1: going to set... I wanted to record... Um emmerdale so I'm just if gonna you can go do just that. do that Set yeah
2: oh in fact i tell you what i'm gonna take a flask i'm just gonna put the um I'm just gonna <laughs> put, put the kettle on. meanwhile axe murderer is still walking in a completely straight line towards you through a cabbage field you go oh yeah <laughs> he's, he's, he's sharpening his axe <laughs> he's, go, he's, he's
1: quite he is quite close now let's get our shoes on yeah yeah, yeah. just get everything and there's do. a load yeah,
2: of zombie okay. dancers behind him now with sort of michael jackson looking jackets on
1: yeah, every, do you know? Funny enough, you mentioned Halloween. Every Halloween, I think about something that we we saw when we were filming out on the fens around this time of year, and there was a sign that just said "pumpkins" with no with no second "p" in it. P U N. <laughs> yeah. Do you not remember this? It just said pumpkins and I uh, uh where we went to we took our kids to a pumpkin patch uh, before Halloween at all. I was just I was just wandering around going pumpkins. Uh, <laughs> it's like which,
2: it's an aggressive statement, isn't it?
1: Well, it's yeah, it is. It was because also it was daubed it was daubed on a bit of wood and in that sort of accepted country lane sign style so um i do like yeah, that. Have we we have we talked about this on the podcast or just what badly drawn about, signs or oh well that's a whole fertile ground yes. no, i was going to say about um about i'm fascinated by that you'll be driving across those very flat bits of the of the fens and they'll just be standing all out on its own um a pair of houses, like semi-detached. Oh yes, we did talk about it when when were were and just go. we were driving what if my you Dodge. Hate your neighbours—that is a horrible thing to happen. You're if sharing your a wall, are twats or they're noisy. Yeah, you're
2: sharing and a you've wall. Got no when one else like, around, and you just—you didn't have to. Hmm. Like my brother said, no one's going to check for planning
1: permission. Just like modify the house. No one's going to go. <laughs> oh, just put, put an air gap at least between the two.
2: Yeah,
1: it's is weird, isn't it? And it's also—I mean. Uh, yeah, I don't understand that. I just don't understand so why. Why would you build a semi and then, but then not build any other houses around it? But you just decided you need two houses there, and they're attached to each other. And then there's just seemingly infinite space around it. It's um, odd, but then it is a it's a it's a strange and spooky part of the world. I find that Lincolnshire bit of the fence not far from you. Yeah, it, so flat. It's too flat. It is. A, it it is a bit.
2: No, I'll I'll give you that. It is a bit spooky in place. This is as flat as I'd want it to be. I don't think you get any flatter. I mean, it's just flat. No, very, very dark soil, though. So if you ever stop for a piss vista, um, stop yeah. it on some, some, um, some farmland and, and definitely admire the soil. I don't mean admire poos in the same lay-by that you've stopped in that people may or may not. <laughs> or my brother said... My brother saw a, a bottle with some quite dark yellow liquid, and he went, "Look at that! Mm. Bit of roadside riaque." <laughs> no, no, <no>, no, no. <laughs> oh
1: man! Um, do you know? Mm-hmm. Changing the subject completely. I was just saying uh, something else I wanted to Please bring up with you for a couple of weeks. Yes. um Do you know what a dry riser is?
2: A dry riser.
1: You see it. You know, you see it outside buildings. There'll just be a, a cover with dry riser written on it. And, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because a couple of weeks ago or so, I just I was passed, as I walked down the street, by a van that said dry riser testing unit on the side of it. And I was so intrigued. So I suddenly went, dry riser, dry riser, I know that. Then you realise, I see it all the time. And I had to go home and look up what a dry riser is. So is it... I suddenly realised I have no idea. Is
2: it to do with... Um water or gas yeah. it's through the water main
1: or um well it's um it's the it's an empty pipe it's a sort of a pipe system that's not part of your water um you know your your water that comes out of your taps yep. it's for the fire brigade to plug into i guess and then it it brings water into the building oh you can you can just basically hose the... water in yeah yeah Oh. so I guess that's why it's called Dry Riser because it's normally not full of water unless something's gone wrong and Gosh. I guess because it rises up the building I didn't get this far but, no, I don't. but yeah I'm 46 and I've spent my whole life seeing the words Dry Riser around the place and I never knew what they were until I saw a van with it written on and then I had to go in so I'm guessing that the van testing unit is going around and just running a cheeky bit of water through your dry (coughs) riser to make sure it's not leaking or air
2: or air or or one of those little cameras to check how many mouse nests there are oh yes, or if there's county lines drug running going on and they use old woman down the road's dry riser to stash the bag of naughty powder in there and then the other bloke comes along and picks it up a day later you never know with these things, th- do you?
1: Well, you don't. I don't think an old woman would have a dry riser, though. They don't. Houses don't seem to have them. It's more like, you know, office buildings and stuff,
2: I think. Maybe it's an old woman that lives in an office building. She just inherited it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what,
1: a, what a children's story that was. There was an old woman who lived in an office building. <laughs> and when everyone else had gone home, she would do lots of photocopying because she could.
2: I There's something quite magical and kind of naughty but exciting, but staying in an office a posh office after hours and then having the mm. opportunity to sleep. Um or go we I know we talked about this I think the other day when I was talking about me did I talk about me me getting made redundant. Oh yeah no it wasn't on the podcast, was it? It was No this is in real this life. This is in real really. life, I just realised it's a story I probably can't mention on here. But anyway, um yeah it there was something Yeah something I probably quite, wouldn't tell that story. No I'm not probably. No I'm not going to not going to don't worry Rich. I, uh, but
1: yeah, I d- but people can use their imagination. If you say someone was made redundant but found out they still had access to their old office, yeah, you can use your imagination. But
2: definitely no stealing, really. No, really.
1: Uh, harmless uh, prankery. I harmless would say. prankery is a great, but, great but way it's to still d- best not to talk yeah, about yeah, in yeah. Public, yeah. just of in course, case. Of course, of course.
2: But yeah, the um, there's something quite kind of I don't know interesting about it. I'm sure you ever ev-
1: slept in an office? Have you ever slept in an yeah,
2: office? Yeah, I slept under my own desk <laughs> once. Yeah. I once. did. I I got Just a couple of you know there's those sofas that you get in offices that are dotted around and they're never used? You could yes. use them at any point but nobody ever does. Yeah. And they're quite high quality. Um, I found one of those and I took the pillows off it and put them under my desk and I rolled under my desk and actually just slept. I took a (laughs) glass of water with me and I took my shoes off and I fell asleep (laughs) for about four hours. This was not during the day when the office was open, obviously, because that just plain weird. This was at night. I'd stayed up till... I was there till very late anyway. It was like, I don't know, three in the morning. I thought, I've got to be coming, coming in soon. So I just had a little... I had a little um, snooze because it was warm
1: in there. It was warm. Were you on your own at this point?
2: I was on my own. Yeah, I was on my so own. So, this
1: wasn't on deadline or something for a magazine. This was just.
2: Yeah, well, I've pulled a few all-nighters at the office, which, which goes from being just dreadful to being quite euphoric. Mm.
1: Um, I used to love that. When I was sub-editing for Evo, I would go up there and work in the office on deadline week. And on deadline night, when everything had to be finished, we would usually work late. Hmm. and at some point someone would go out and get us uh, some bad food you know go and get a mcdonald's or a pizza or something yeah. for everyone and um and and then we'd sort of you know push on through until it was done and there's something and because everybody's there and everyone's sort of you know pulling in the same direction and and it's it was just i used to love it because it you know it's hard work and it was quite you'd, you'd I'd drive back to london quite knackered listening to john Peel on the radio but it was um it was, good. It was like a good spirit to it. that yeah, well, that's it, because you could go, that's it, we did it, we made another magazine, that's quite good, that, and it's gone off to the printers, or it'll be going in the morning, whatever you to happen, and it was, uh, yeah, it's quite satisfying. But So when you were in the office and you ended up sleeping there, was that really just because of your well-known ability to accidentally stay up really late and then realise it's really late? <laughs> I was actually, it was
2: It was a deadline. Um, but I was just too tired to push through. I think I have pushed through. Like I uh, said, I've I've done a few all nighters in offices, and it's weird because mm. you see the sun go down, and then, then it, <laughs> and then the security guard comes in once an hour to check that you're not a criminal, and then yeah. the, the sun rises again. You go bloody hell! I've been sat in the same office chair. That's just weird. Yeah, But something. Called, I'm I, sure I, the, the listeners can relate. Some listeners can relate to this. <laughs>
1: Also, I imagine as a security guard comes in every time. He could he could probably mentally chart the degrading smell of the office.
2: Oh yeah, some uh, I I never used to bring deodorant to. Oh, I did actually when I cycled to work. I used to bring deodorant because I'd have a bit of a Glasgow mm. wash when I arrived. But um, <laughs> the well, because we didn't have a full shower, so I used to stand around before anyone turned up and let the sweat dry, and then oh. I'd mask it with deodorant. Which is you're just your classic, um, classic classic working man. Come back from work, wants to go out on the town with the lads. Hasn't had time to properly bathe, so you just you yeah. just have a you have a cheeky little, you know, deodorant wash.
1: Yeah, and there's a there's a sort of dental cousin of that, which is when you can't be asked or you have no facility to brush your teeth. You just do a quick squiz of mouthwash. Oh, absolutely, and that seems to suffice. Yeah, just pressing it up.
2: That's right. yeah it's just a quick jet <clears throat> jet wash.
1: Oh, sorry, so speaking of which, uh, first of all I, I need to go and have a shower, but also I was out last night and is why my voice is a bit Because uh, I went out and had a, a a bit of a boozy dinner. I can friends. tell
2: you have got a bit of gravel going on there. You sound like cold idol on E forty six M three BMW <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's very yeah, sort I, of a I think My Vanos might need some attention. Oh your Vanos like, is like, shagged. Something's something's playing up, yeah.
2: Nice isn't Vanos isn't Vanos in Marvel? Marvel, yeah, Marvel he's the one who he wants to kill
1: everyone, isn't he? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Kill everyone, but with, you know, variable.
2: Uh, <laughs> well, he's unpredictable. Um, you never know when he's going to strike. You don't know about his yeah. timing.
1: <laughs> So, um, well, we should probably uh, bring this one into land. Um, but before we go, we've got three things to tell you. They are firstly that Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. Called The Late Break Show. You probably know that by now. What you might not know is that he's got a video up there, which is him and his brother going to um, Norfolk. Uh, doing a, car, a bit of archaeology. I haven't watched that yet, which is why I can't tell you any details about it. I am going to watch In fact, I'll go and watch it today. I trip over um, a Trump
2: Herald, yeah.
1: Yeah. I saw I saw the clip you put on the socials last week where you you disturbed a bird and shat yourself. <laughs> oh gosh, I did.
2: It was so. It, I think it was a nest. And you know when you just you're trying to do everything quietly, yeah. And it just oh, it absolutely terrified me. I've done. I've had a badger. I've had a badger charge at me from the back of a Morris Minor van before.
1: Oh, stocky bastards. Aren't yes. They? Yeah. Well, my brother's been charged by a badger, he said it was quite frightening. It is. Um so second thing I've got to do is I've got a new book out. It's called Boring Car Trivia Three. It's available from Amazon as a paperback or an ebook, or you can buy the paperback through uh the Late Break Show slash Smith and Sniff merch shop. Um go to thelatebreakshow dot com and look for the merch tab and you'll find it all there. Do multi-plugging it. there that was many things and in one go that's really good and there's um, other
2: there's other smith and sniff merch available too yeah, So feel free there's to there's browse
1: some mugs and all sorts yeah braise braise away braise. and uh, maybe maybe even buy something that'd be nice and the third thing i've got to say is a follow-up from last week when i said the the statue of liberty is uh, not as tall as the clock tower on the houses of parliament um, a chap called Richard Major on uh, social media, he's a long-time listener, hello Richard, uh, sent a follow-up fact, which is that the special effects artists who are working on Cloverfield. Do you remember the film Cloverfield from 2008? Yes. There's a scene in that where the Statue of Liberty's head gets blown off and crashes into the street, and it's all done with... Um, computer-generated visual effects. And when they first did it, they did the head to the correct size, and test audiences said that head looks ridiculously small in the scale of a street with people around it. So for the final film, they made it 50% bigger than the real thing.
2: 50%? 50%
1: 50% bigger so that it looked more impressive because otherwise it was just the real Statue of Liberty's head is in fact pathetically small.
2: I bet they did that as well for Ghostbusters 2 when they, when they when they brought Statue of Liberty to life and rode around in it like it was some sort uh, of deranged yeah. Uber. Yeah, and that was fantastic. They hosed the inside hey. of it with Ecto Spunk didn't they? Then it came out. Yeah. They played music.
1: I think Maybe that's one of the reasons why we perceive the Statue of Liberty to be bigger than it is. is yeah. Of Ghostbusters
2: 2. I think it is because of ghost because of the slime under the building.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's what it's all about. The documentary Ghostbusters too. Good. Well, um thank you very much for listening to this um and tolerating uh, a very croaky man gone a bit Damon Albarn a big
2: thanks right to our yeah you did sound quite old, Um big thank you to all of our uh, Patreon subscribers um, if you support this through the Patreon it's very kind and we do provide some additional materials there uh, but not yeah, yeah. graphic novels from Craig Charles's <laughs> minicab <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> but we do put up some extra links links going to go to Marley the Sweets
2: and request and treats musicians yeah and uh, and obviously, to say thank you to all our patrons, <clears throat> at Christmas time we'll we'll see you all um, at a spoons at eleven fifteen for dinner.
1: <laughs> okay, okay? Well, eleven fifteen in the morning. Yeah,
2: eleven fifteen in the morning. I'm, I'll okay. we'll be. Sh- I'll pass around a, um, a couple of pints of Fosters, and we'll all have egg and chips. All right. So thanks.
1: Mm. Making me hungry. Yeah. All right. Then. Well, um, that's that for this. But we will do it all again next week. Until then, goodbye. Bye bye. Grammy Award winning artist, Seema Lolls. Just do the notes, pick one and stick with it. Yeah, you fluttery wench,
2: what are you doing?